Hi, my name is Lata Kochandani. I've been a film journalist for about three decades and have had a lot to do with the film stars. My favorites have been the older lot, particularly from the late 40s, 50s, 60s. This is my show called Fortress Passes Only. How often does a thinking mind wish for an unwritten life to walk through? A life in which one gathers with awareness only what one wants to. only what is useful for an unburdened existence selects with awareness experiences towards a goal could one have a life to oneself not to stumble through but to select to choose to live towards an end the end remaining undefined open unknown to be found out could one actually live in a question so that only when life ends will its purpose end so that death becomes an answer a sought after happily waited for answer but this option of living in a question is unceasingly rejected why man finds it impossible to accept that life offers at best mutually contradictory truths one cannot assume any one to be the whole truth the only truth the discomfort of always being partly wrong is unacceptable so a stand is taken an attitude a position which will only show one side of everything so with security comes the living of a lie a one-sided lie from which an integrated personality cannot emerge a whole and complete personality cannot occur what is secure immovable and real in life is doubt what man doesn't realize is that the acceptance of living in doubt is itself the truth but to arrive there is very frightening because here everything becomes a question now why have we become so conditioned to living with answers what is the real difference between a question and an, and its answers a question is a beginning with a promise of onward movement and effort an answer is an end a comforting luxury what man refuses to see is the fact that from every end arises another question So there is actually no difference between the two. This requires a scene that comes from thought. Now thought itself is a puzzle. Ostensibly everyone is always thinking about something or the other. Can thought be disassociated from the object it thinks of about on To remember is one of the chief functions of thought because what thought does in the main is mull over what has gone is already over it keeps swinging back and forth within what it has already known thought also has the power to create absolutely a new but its own habit of turning every new creation into a concept of giving it a name and fitting it into a past record 
defeats it. Can thought not go absolutely straight on without stopping at or dwelling on anything, unmixed with anything, unhampered, so that its end would take one to the truth? Thought does have the power to leave behind time and space and fly beyond till it reaches the truth. But truth cannot be held on to. It becomes false. So thought, tortured by its own journey and unable to stand what it assimilated, lets it go. Or deliberately refuses to understand it and turns back with relief to play on familiar territory a path already trodden by it many times and consoles itself with the illusion of newness. Otherness. The glimpse thought had of the truth is enough to destroy it. So it lets go of that glimpse, as if it never happened. But it did happen and the vague dissatisfaction that is part of man's life is to that degree intensified so that unknown and unwanted it is growing. Man both accepts it and resists it. This shows up in old age as wisdom. It leads to a harmonious, integrated, a well-adjusted, part-worldly, part-spiritual personality, belonging both to this world and ready for the next. So he tells himself, but still unable to face the truth in its shining glory. About all this, there is a movement. Man exists in a state of doingness, of action, thought and creation, however repetitive and mundane. And this action movement is voluntary, under the guise of involuntariness. Man, without taking a conscious decision about it, decides to act and keep acting. This action is involuntary, at least so it seems. It involves a giving up by man so that he is at effect of his action, not a master of them. He prefers it this way for he is now not responsible for himself or the conditions, circumstances around him. In all this there is an irresponsibility in which he thrives. He is the victim always.